Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in. This week, we kicked off a new series at Prince of Peace for our Lenten journey. This year, we're doing the one journey where we're exploring how our lives are really one extended journey of faith. And so this week, as we began this new season of Lent, we focused on baptism, on how our journey as Christians begins uh, with unconditional love from God. So I hope you enjoy my message this week, and I hope that it speaks to your life. Have a great day. Words are powerful, aren't they? Words that have the power to build up or to tear down. I've been thinking about words my occupation is filled with them. Honestly, that's really most of what I do has to revolve around words, words that I speak, words that I write. As God's gathered people who gather in worship every week, we gather around words, words attached to the waters of baptism, words attached to the meal where Christ feeds us. These two sacraments the physical element tied with the Word of God. And so we gather on this day to to hear words as we begin our Lenten journey. And we're focusing on the baptism of Jesus as our text. So as we think about the next uh, few weeks together, as we journey towards the cross and the empty tomb, we begin this season of discipline, of fasting, of prayer, of study and self-examination. We begin with a foundational story for us about God's unconditional love. We don't begin this journey trying to earn God's love, trying to become perfect or better versions of ourselves. We begin this journey as a response to the love that we've already been given. But words remain powerful. I think one of the most powerful words in our language is the second person singular you. You. You really messed this up. Do you know that? You didn't get the job. I'm sorry. You know, I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't think I love you anymore. You are so stupid. You And all of the people that think like you have it all wrong. No, no, don't you see? You are the ones that are misguided. You, you, you. And the second person singular has the power to tear us down. We've all heard it. We've all felt it. We've all experienced it. Sometimes from other people who point the finger and make us feel this big, but sometimes it's a voice that we, we say to ourselves, isn't it? You aren't good enough, Lorne. You are a phony. You're not that good of a pastor or a preacher. You, you'll never have enough for your kid's college. 
You'll never have enough to retire. You, you, you. But how does God use the word you? How does God speak the second person singular, you, to us? Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my son. With you I am well pleased. Luke's version here is different than Matthew's version in the baptism of Jesus. In Matthew's version, there isn't the second person singular of you, but rather, this is my son, with whom I am well pleased. Mark's version contains the you, but we're led to believe that the voice speaking from heaven was a voice that only Jesus heard in Mark which ties into the theme throughout Mark's gospel of the secrecy of Jesus. Jesus not wanting to be revealed to the people until his time had come. But in Luke's version, there in front of all the people, this voice from heaven calls out to Jesus specifically, you are mine, and with you I am well pleased. You see, when God uses you, God isn't tearing down. God is building up. And I wonder, I wonder if when Jesus heard this, when Jesus felt this, when Jesus experienced this, if it informed the rest of his ministry throughout Luke. I'm led to believe that it did. Because in Luke's version of the gospel, Jesus in in Luke, more than any other gospel, Jesus seeks out those who have had the second person singular of you used against them in ways that probably tore them down. He uses it to build them up. Luke's gospel is my favorite gospel because it is filled with stories of Jesus seeking out others who have been excluded and looked past to tell them that they are loved that God has a new beginning for their life, that they are included, that they are welcomed into this family of God. After this baptism, Jesus is driven out by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for, for, for 40 days where he's tempted. And after that, he goes to his hometown synagogue and he lets people know very clearly that his ministry will be about speaking the you in a way that builds people up. You who are the prisoners, you will be set free. You who are blind, you will have your sight restored. You who are oppressed, God sees the oppression that you suffer and you will be set free. And then the rest of Luke, he goes about embodying the ministry of you. He heals a man with a demon. He heals the leper. You can return to community. He heals the paralytic. You take your mat and go and walk home. He calls Levi the tax collector, the one whom faithful Jewish people would have had a grudge against. You, Levi, you who others disdain, you come and follow me. The man with the withered hand that he heals on the Sabbath, 
you put your hand here, you are made whole. The centurion's servant, the Roman servant, the occupied army's servant, even you and your servant are made well. Have faith. The widow's son, you may be healed. Mary Magdalene, a woman who has a past that we're uncertain of, you are a whole, complete child of God. Come and follow me. Jairus' daughter, Zacchaeus in the tree, and hanging on the cross to two criminals, today you will be with me in paradise. You are beloved. You are inherently beautiful because God created you that way. Yes, we have the story of the fall of man, the story of Adam and Eve in the garden who eat of the fruit that they're not supposed to, but sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the story did not begin with eating of the fruit. The story begins with God creating, God forming from the dust of the ground and the breath, the Spirit of God, God forming creation. And when God formed Adam and Eve from Adam's rib, what did God call his creation? Good. With you, I am delighted. I think I'll create another. With you, I am delighted. I think I will create another and another. And oh, that sunset was beautiful. I think I'll create another. I'll send the sun in an orbit around. It'll be amazing. Every single day, God is about the business of creating. God is about the business of speaking life into this world. Because God's you always builds up. It's the voice of the accuser. It's the voice of the devil that tears down. You should turn these rocks into bread, Jesus. You should bow down and worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. You should throw yourself off this mountain so the angels can scoop you up, Jesus. You don't want to drink this cup, Jesus. You are terrified to go before Pilate, Jesus. You disciples should stay locked in a room. You should keep this story to yourselves. You should be afraid to go into the marketplaces and tell others about this Jesus of yours. You should just keep your mouth quiet, church. You should not speak out about God's justice, church. You should just be peaceful and quiet and remain small. The voice of the accuser, the voice of the thief, the voice of the devil where God's voice says, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me, and now I give it to you. Go therefore, baptize, preach, teach, make disciples of all nations. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. You. That first you that we hear in our Christian life, we hear it at our baptism. Child of God, you have been marked with the cross of Christ forever. You have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. All of our Christian living, all of our Christian striving, all of our Christian discipline, all of our Christian witness is informed by God's message of love, 
life and wholeness, by that identity that is breathed over us, that is given to us. But we know how it is. We have a hard time believing in this world that so often tears us down, that there is goodness within. When we look in the mirror, sometimes we, we speak those words that the accuser has spoken to us. Our lives are filled with doubt. Our lives are filled with struggle. Our life can be filled with heartbreak. And yet we gather once again at the beginning of this Lenten season to be reminded that you are loved. You, Pat. You, Chuck. You, Tom. You, Debbie. You, Karen. You, Frank. You, Kathy. You are loved unconditionally. You are not defined by your biggest mistake. You are not defined by your worst sin. You are not defined by any of those things that can fracture, divide, or tear down humanity because love and life win. You, Jesus, are not defined by a crucifixion. You are defined by God's love that can bring back the dead. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.